Welcome to the Future Adjustment, chiropractic economics podcast series on what's new and notable in the world of chiropractic. I'm Daniel Sosnowski, the Editor-in-Chief of Chiropractic Economics, and our guest today is Madeline Silva, who has found remarkable success in the highly competitive arena of healthcare business coaching, particularly for complementary and holistic providers. She's also the co-founder of the Empowered Healthcare Revolution. She understands that disruption is happening in healthcare just as it is in nearly every other industry. And she's a renowned speaker to audiences who want to stay ahead of the curve. Madeline Silva, it's a pleasure to welcome you to our podcast. Thank you so much, Daniel. I'm thrilled to be here. Okay, well, you you really are, uh, you have your finger on the pulse of so many interesting things, so let's just uh, get to them. Um, your knowledge of disruption and the shifting business landscape is more than academic. You confronted it in your own business. Can you tell us a little about your backstory? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, about 16 years ago, I started an insurance billing and practice management consulting company, primarily working with chiropractors. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I quickly grew it and it, it was very successful. I, I had some really powerful uh, partners in that business and, and it was really fun. I loved it. And then uh, big changes, big industry changes happened in the insurance industry. And anybody who's dealt with insurance know what a headache it can be. Yes. And, um, and all of a sudden I lost 35% of my profit margin, just yep. like that. And up to that point, I was working many hours. I was working maybe 50, 60 hours a week, the typical, you know, small business owner. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, the silver lining of all of that was that I had really good cash flow. And then when that shift happened and that was taken away too, uh, it was really incredibly stressful. And I tried to tweak. I mean, working with the insurance industry, things are always changing. So mm-hmm. you're always pivoting and, and trying to move with the economy. But the little tweaks I was making was just not making a difference. And pretty quickly, because I now had lost my main income source, and like many women these days, I think 29% of all women these days, uh, I was the sole breadwinner of my family. And so without my income, uh, we pretty quickly spiraled down, downward. And uh, by the, you know, just pure luck, I think, <laughs> We were able to sell our home, our house that we owned, and um, get out before we actually lost it to the banks. We were starting to get pre-foreclosure paperwork from the banks. And so we had, you know, so there I was, middle of the night, lying in bed, sleepless, staring at the ceiling, really stressed out. And, uh, you know, we have made a little bit of money from the sale of the house. And so as I was staring there in our little rental, I was like, okay, I have to make this work. I have to commit. And I made that commitment, you know, put my stake in the future and said, I'm going to turn my business around. Okay. I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have a lot of choice really. Right. Right. So the next day I set my husband down and I, you know, I said, listen, I want to take half of what we made from the business. uh, I mean, from the sale of a house and invest it into my Dan failing business. And, and that would leave us, you know, a tiny bit of money left over that would, if we stretched it out, we might be able to live off for the next six months and then we would run out of money again. Yeah. And so he was, you know, amazing guy. He actually said yes. And so I started, you know, I went back to my office and I still didn't really know what I needed to do or what I need to change. 
And a couple of days later, I received a letter in the mail that totally changed everything. And it was a letter from a business broker. And he was specialized in selling businesses like mine, insurance, wow. recurring insurance billing services, you know, recurring businesses. Right. And so I reached out to him and he gave me three things that I needed to have in place in order to sell my business at the price that I wanted, that I made up. And he said, you know, I had to be able to run the business uh, from anywhere and it needed to, you know, and I needed to have X dollar profit margin uh -huh. and it needed to be able to run without me. Right. And at the time I had an expensive office lease. I had eight full-time local employees. I had, um, you know, not making, I was making good money. I mean, our revenue was really good, mm -hmm. but I wasn't making any profit anymore. Right. And so at that time I just started really looking and, uh, I feel like I did a paradigm leap in my own mind uh -huh. and started looking at my business from a completely different point of view, because like I said, I was working 50 or 60 hours work weeks and I wasn't really sure how a business was going to be able to run without me. Exactly. And so I started making some really radical changes and really looking at the business differently. And, and within the, the next six months, I um, worked myself out of a job and ended up with an eight hour work week. And I ended up with a 65% profit margin. And I went primarily from a brick and mortar business into a virtual business. And I did that and then were able to sell it um, for the exact dollar amount actually that I gave that broker that day. And Yay, a happy ending. I know, really happy ending. And, you know, and so I understand uh, the challenges of today's brick and mortar businesses. And I understand the challenges of disruption that happens outside of your control. I mean, this, these decisions in the insurance industry was made way above my pay grade, right? At government level. Mm -hmm. So I understand what the chiropractor in today's you know, office and yeah, and I might not be able to go virtual, but it's lots of really creative ways of looking at your business. And I also think you can no longer rely on making minor tweaks in your practice. Yeah. You need to make that paradigm leap. Yeah. A different I, way of practicing. Yes. Let's, uh, let, let's explore some of that in a second. I, I just wanted to say that from some of the things that you were saying, you reminded me of that, uh, uh, that series of books uh, called the E-Myth Revisited. Mm, yes. And, yeah, it, that uh, doctors of chiropractic uh, are, are vulnerable to this problem because often the practice is driven by the personality of the owner and it, the, mm -hmm. the practice never develops these systems in place that would allow the practice to be sold as a turnkey operation because it's really built around the personality and the, the popularity and the charisma of the founding doctor. And so it seems like you're, you've kind of put your finger on the importance of establishing uh, systems so that the pra practice can run whether you're there or not. Um, and there's no question that the, the doctor-patient relationship is undergoing some changes now. Uh, it used to be the doctor was, was sort of the, the, the premier authority and, and the patients had to be extremely deferential. Uh, and that seems to be changing because of the internet. Do you have any, uh, any thoughts on that for us? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're actually acknowledging that the patient-doctor relationship is really changing because I think a lot of times when we talk about healthcare disruption, disruption, we overlook that part. We talk primarily about innovation and technology mm -hmm. and online marketing. But I think that the biggest piece is actually the, the doctor-patient relationship that's just changing. And there's 
what I'm noticing is really patients are changing in five key ways. One, they, I think they're more skeptical than ever before. We're all getting bombarded uh, with offers and sales online and, you know, being promised the sky and the stars. Oh, yeah. And I think that they really are looking to know, like, and trust somebody before they're actually willing to come in and see you. And I think even with referrals, it's harder to convert people. Absolutely. And I also think that they're way more demanding than ever before, meaning that they're really looking to be empowered and, and get knowledge. And they want somebody that's going to partner with them in their healthcare. Mm -hmm. And they are way more educated than before. They ask more questions because with the digital disruption, they have now access to all of this amazing information online. 80% mm -hmm. of adults are now researching online before they, they seek out a provider. 94% uh, read online reviews and they consider online reviews just as credible as a direct referral from a family member. Yeah. So, you know, they are highly educated and they're hanging out on hubs online looking at solutions for healthcare. So they walk into your practice pretty much right with a folder underneath their arm ready, armed with knowledge and with lots of questions. And I also think they're way more holistically focused. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is a fantastic thing for chiropractors, mm -hmm. right? But I think that they've really waken up that medications and surgery is not the solution. It's definitely not a long-term solution. And that they're really looking to find different answers to their health concerns. And I also believe that patients are more than ever want to participate in their own healing. They don't want things so much done to them. They don't want to be fixed as much as they actually want to be engaged and yeah. better understand and uh, learn from, from the healthcare provider they're working with. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've gone into the doctor's office with a folder under my heart myself, guilty as <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> uh, right, and, uh, and of course, uh, there are the uh, online um, review tools as well. A, a dissatisfied mm -hmm. patient has a lot more power nowadays because he, he, doesn't, he or she doesn't just you know, tell their friends about uh, uh, an experience they had, but they can get online and, and tell the whole world about it. So that's... Uh, yes. Definitely changing things there. Uh, one problem that that is common to most doctors of chiropractic is just uh, is just a hard limit on the number of patients they can see in a day. Uh, how can they get? Do you have any tips on how they can get beyond a linear growth pattern and experience the kind of exponential growth that that you talk about in your seminars? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier when you were talking about how the chiropractor, and I all said this for years, that I think that chiropractic is in a very unique position because other, if you look at other six or seven figure or even eight figure business owners, none wow. of them are actually responsible for the day-to-day -day promises of their businesses anymore. Right. Right. But a chiropractor is there face-to-face -face with a patient adjusting, and that's the main promise of that, that bit practice. Right. So I think that the long-term goal is to step out of that role of being the center of your practice. And like you mm -hmm. said, personality-driven practicing and rely on other people to take some of those pieces. Now, how do you do that well? So one of the things that I'm talking a lot and teaching some of my clients is really have to figure out a membership style uh, practice. And I'm not talking about the joint or discounting your chiropractic services. Uh -huh. So obviously, if you discount your face-to-face -face services, you are quickly not going to be able to create exponential growth, but you're quickly actually going to now just discounting your services. So that's mm -hmm. not the solution. But just like I talked about before, patients are really looking for education and resources and community-based uh, online 
networks. And I believe that chiropractors should create online communities and they can simply monetize those as well and create memberships as a business model that actually covers your basic overhead expenses. So imagine if your overhead was, was covered by recurring membership income mm -hmm. by people, a community of people that you establish yourself as the expert and leader of. Uh, it also becomes very quickly uh, a place where you are the expert and obviously the, the leader of that community, which positions you and gives you a tremendous amount of social proof. Mm -hmm. New patients are definitely going to seek you out from that community. And yeah. you're going to get way more referrals because you're now a key influencer. And it opens doors to other speaking gigs and podcast interviews and just local influencers are going to start reaching out to you. It, it creates this, um, this place where, where people find you and get to know you better. Yes. And uh, for, for our listeners out there who may be uh, like thinking, well, that sounds kind of like a wild idea. Actually, there are some doctors out there right now who are doing exactly what you are describing. They're building a strong online community. Mm -hmm. They develop a, a, a fan base, if you will, and, the, and, and, the, and they've created mm -hmm. spaces for patients to come together and uh, share their own insights and, and, and knowledge. And it, it's a very powerful technique and it, it, it is definitely doable. And there are people who are very good at it. Dr. Axe uh, comes to mind. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few more. Uh, but this does uh, lead us to the kind of a, a, another topic I wanted to ask you about quickly because it's something that you're apparently pretty good at. You uh, offer consulting services to help uh, doctors to get better at new new patient marketing and acquisition. Uh, could you just, just share a couple of offhand uh, tips with us to get, give us an idea of the kind of things that you, uh, that you teach? Yeah, absolutely. So I basically take people through a three-step system. And the number one system is really to clarify your marketing message. Uh -huh. And so most chiropractors, right, when somebody asks you what you do, they say, I'm a chiropractor. Yeah. And what happens immediately, the patient or the person in front of you that, that hearing that they immediately jumped to assumptions about what chiropractors are based on their own experience and what they heard. Uh -huh. And they probably pretty quickly cross you off the list of somebody that, that they need or might uh -huh. need help with. And so, and you know, so if you actually answer it in a different way, that question becomes really powerful. Once one way is, you know, you know how teenagers are four times more likely to commit suicide yeah. than actually die from cancer because of anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And well, what I do is I help teenagers regain their happy or maybe teach them how to cope and so they can live a long and fulfilling life. So that's another way of answering that question. What do you do? It's, it's a much more engaging way of answering it. It's a much more specific way of answering it and actually gets people leaning in and curious about what you do. Um, and so, you know, you can come up with your own version of that depending on what you want to focus on. I think the biggest misconception when it comes to clarifying your marketing message is that, oh, if I do it that way, then I'm going to push away all these other people that I can help. And we all know if somebody has a spine, they need to see a chiropractor, right? I've been getting right. adjusted for 27 years. So sure. I get it. Um, but uh, I actually think when you are really targeting your marketing message, people who you're speaking to, when they hear your message, they feel like you're speaking directly to them. And they get much more likely to take action and move closer to you and get to know what you do. And so that is the, the, one of the powers of doing it. And so one of my clients, she was just doing this and she actually did focus on specifically what we're talking about here. She focused on 
teenage anxiety. And we had this shooting down in Florida, right? A couple of months ago. Yeah. And she did a Facebook live where she had a TV screen behind her with a picture of the shooter. And she was very emotional. She knows she's a mom. She has teenagers. And uh, she had printed out the printouts of the side effects of the drugs, the psychotropic drugs that these kids often are on. And she was reading the side effect, you know, the side, uh, the side effects of those drugs right yeah. from the sheet, from the printout. And it was just very impactful. And she encouraged people to go and check it out. And within a couple of hours, that video went mini viral on Facebook and thousands of people and people got it shared and thousands and thousands of people started seeing it. And about 2 a.m. that morning, a father reached out to her via private messaging and just said, listen, can you help my daughter? You know, she is talking about hurting herself and others. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. She's on those drugs. Uh, she lost her mom and I'm at a loss. Can you help me? Can you help us? Uh-huh. And this chiropractor was then able to actually help this family get out of that situation. And I think that that's the power of having a clear marketing message. I couldn't agree more. Uh, in, in, in my work here at the magazine, I, I run across very, very frequently uh, a business owner or a company employee who does not clearly understand the nature of their own business. They can't concretely explain it in clear and simple terms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and chiropractors have a great deal of leeway. They can, they can say, I, I want to focus on spine health, or I want to focus on helping people optimize their nervous system, or I want people to have uh, lives uh, free from the dangers of uh, drugs and their side effects. Uh, there's many different ways that, that that value proposition could be stated. And I hope our listeners will take a little time today and, and, and think about their own core marketing message and if uh, there might be other ways to, to, to say it in more compelling terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know we have a little bit limited time here, Daniel, today. So if they want the other two, I can go over the two other steps or they can also download the ebook that I have and uh, we'll give yeah. them the link to that uh, at, before, before the end of today. Yeah, for people who'd like to follow up and learn a little bit more about you and the work that you're doing, where, where can they go online? Yeah, they can go on to freedomswitch.com, okay. that forward slash Daniel Sosnowski. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right, uh, Daniel? <laughs> that's me that's you right so yeah so basically you know we have created a very special page specifically for your listeners and where they can find both my facebook group a link to my facebook group healthcare heroes and they can join for free and obviously i give away tons of information in there they can also download my free ebook which basically helps them attract uh patients on facebook and how to do that effectively without wasting a bunch of money on, on ads or spending tons of time in front of the computer. Okay. And also taking a five-part, uh, if you want to engage even more with people and create community to really do the unknown to experts five-day course, it's a free e-course, and I'm only offering uh, your podcast listeners, so they should check it out. Um, oh, that's, that's a great one page. Yeah. Okay, well, um, 
uh, I've just been doing a little reading over the past couple of days uh, just about your thoughts and the, the work that you're doing. You are a fascinating individual. You're doing excellent work. And uh, anybody who wants to follow up and learn a bit more from you, I think will be uh, extremely thrilled at the outcome. And uh, I want to thank you very much, Madeline, for spending this time with us today. Uh, it's been extremely formative, and you've given us a revolutionary look at the future adjustment. I'm Daniel Sosnowski, and we'll see you next time.